B98.5's Tide and Direct Show podcast. Helping you catch up on what you missed. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning, I'm Tad. Hey, Drex. Blessings. Morning, Kara. Good morning. Nice day today. Sunshine and a high of 72. We'll yeah. take that. I think tomorrow's going to be even warmer. Friday's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, it goes on and on. Uh, what, what's the only thing that we're doing right now? We go home. Well, we, we, have, we go home because you know, mm-hmm. we have to come into work. But once we get home, a lot of people are at home doing what? Netflixing, right? Yeah. Maybe hopefully chilling if yeah. they're lucky. So depending. what I did is I sat my seven-year-old daughter, Avery, down and I said, explain to me what this Netflix show is just by the title. So I told her just the title of a popular Netflix show and I said, what do you think the plot is? I was thinking about that too. All right. You 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 posted the other day, Tiger. Tiger, Tiger King. King. Tiger King. Oh and I was gosh. like, that must be about Tiger Woods. All right. Ryan. So that was the first one that I asked my daughter. What is Tiger King about? Um, I think it's like Dr. Doolittle, but like the person finds a tiger in the woods and it destroys them and somebody comes to help. Who's that? What's that person's name who comes to help? Um, Joe. Well, well, Joe Exotic is. I think we have a yeah, match. Right? Not far off. Okay. Ding. The second, uh, the second Netflix show that I told my daughter to describe after just hearing the title was "Love Is Blind." Of course. Oh, I love. I think I've seen it before. You watched it a little bit in the basement one time. Yeah, and it was at this ho- fancy hotel, and with these Hispanic people. Yeah, what are they doing at the hotel? Drinking wine. <laughs> Well, well, my daughter thinks that love is, and love is blind is Hispanic people drinking wine at a hotel. I mean, it's... Uh, your daughter is sneaking... The headline here, your daughter right. is sneaking down to the basement and watching inappropriate shows. Mm, we don't have a TV in the basement. Oh, God. Okay. Well, oh, I don't know. <laughs> the last one I had my daughter describe was Black Mirror. Oh. Have you guys ever watched yeah, Black Mirror? Yeah, it's super creepy. It, it, there really is no... Continuous plotline, isn't no, it? No, it's, it's all like different stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, I've heard that tons of times. Uh, Black Mirror's about kind of like Snow White. <laughs> oh, what what about Snow White? Like this witch is there, and she has this mirror, and then somebody like breaks the mirror. Well, it probably there is might one of the episodes Tad and Drax are keeping up to date with everything you need to know. It's Info to Go on B98.5. Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Good morning, 522. Sunshine today going up to 72. What's going on, Kara? Some much-welcomed monetary relief is on the way for many. Late last night, a $2 trillion stimulus deal was reached between the White House and Senate leaders and expected to be swiftly signed by the president. Now, it's for people making $75,000 or less. You should receive about $1,200. If you're a married couple and file $150,000, thousand dollars or less you can receive twenty four hundred dollars and then five hundred dollars per child this also included some like small business loans and um some loans for industries and cities and states how many zeros in a trillion that's what i was a just lot. gonna ask i don't even know what is it uh, is it a billion billion it's a oh, oh i think it's a million, million billion it's a million billion that's too much 12 zeros 12 that's and twice a million two of them oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, our, I don't think I don't even think our brains can fathom that. Do you number. think the government has that money, or do you That's think they're I, just like was, oh, our debt is big enough? We're just going to print more. Do you think they just have a, an Epson printer? I was just going to ask basement that. Somewhere, where does that money come from? Does right. it? It's, is there a money tree somewhere? I think there actually is now a money tree. Can I get a seed from that money tree to plant in the backyard? <laughs> right. They'll look at it long term. Like, oh, if we loan money to Delta. Two years from now, Delta will still be around paying taxes. Therefore, we'll recoup. Right. Because if they don't, I mean, who, Delta could, there could be no Delta left. That's I don't know some. if Delta's a good example, but well, I know you're talking yeah. about, especially small businesses. Oh, gosh, yeah. Holy it's the moly. small businesses that I'm Man. really worried about. And the individuals, you people know. People who are having to pay rent. People who work in restaurants and hospitality mm-hmm. industry need that money. Exactly. Right, keeping business afloat is also important. What a mess. Oh, tell Let's me not about talk it. about Was there something, <laughs> is there some good news out there? Yeah, you know, we've got to give a big shout out to all of our truck drivers out there. I know we've got a lot that listen to us and they're hustling, bustling through Atlanta, trying to make sure that we We've got all of the things that we need working overtime, delivering supplies and food. I know they were saying that although the workload is pretty heavy, there is no shortage of food. So they want to, like, let everybody know to calm down on the panic buying. Like, everything is going to be fine. They're going to make sure that everybody's got the supplies that they need. You just got to give them some time to get it there. We always uh, we, we always sit in our office after and we plan out what we're going to do with the show. And it's been tough because it's really all we're going to talk about is the coronavirus. But one yeah. thing, maybe when this whole thing's over, talking about truckers, one of my favorite things to do is have truckers call in and ask, what you hauling? Oh, oh that would be so much I, I don't know if we're there yet. Back when I was a young environmentalist and SUVs <laughs> were new, I had people call in and they would brag about the, the, you know, the size of their truck. I'd be like, how big is your SUV? And they were just at a country station. They'd be like, oh, well, I got to, you know, tell me about their rig or whatever. I'd be like, what are you hauling? And one woman was like, well, we have the big car because my husband commutes with another guy every morning. And I was like, so do you have a hot tub back there? Are you playing <laughs> ping pong? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> TMZ and People Magazine call her to see what's happening. Are You Smarter Than Kara is on B98.5. Good morning, Alice in Oxford. Good morning. Oxford, very prestigious. That's a very intimidating place to be from. Right, Kara? Yeah. (laughs) It'd be like if somebody called from Harvard or Yale. Okay, it's not that intimidating. It's just Covington. (laughs) Don't listen. You got to use all the tools at your disposal. Why don't you go ahead and kick Kara out of the studio? See you later, Kara. Bye, Alice. Good luck. Thanks. We're going to ask you five pop culture questions. If you answer more right than Kara, you'll win 100 bucks of her money. If she answers more right than you, she wins, and all ties go to the house. You ready? Yes. Question one, somebody discovered 80 minutes of Seinfeld bloopers and posted them on YouTube. What is Seinfeld's first name? Jerry. Number two, Kristen Bell and her husband are waiving rent payments at their investment properties. True or false, Kristen voices the frozen princess Elsa. Oh. Number three, the actor who played Michael Scott in The Office said he left the show because he felt like NBC didn't want him around. Who's that actor? John Krasinski. Number four, Oprah has sent her boyfriend slash life partner to the guest house because he wasn't taking social distancing serious. Uh, who's that? Stedman. Number five, Tim McGraw has been performing deep cuts from some of his albums on social media. Tim has starred in two football movies. Name them both. The Blind Side and Philadelphia Knights. 
All right, let's bring Kara back in. How did oh, we do? Alice was so close on number five. Uh, but you did well. You got three right. But they're super tough questions today. You did great on, on tough questions. So three is the number, Kara. Okay. Kara, same questions. Yes. Number one. Somebody discovered 80 minutes of Seinfeld bloopers and posted them on YouTube. What's Seinfeld's first name? Jerry. That's what Alice said. One to one. Number two, Kristen Bell and her husband are waiving rent payments at their investment properties. True or false, Kristen voices the frozen princess Elsa. False. She's Anna. That's what Alice said. Two to two. Number three, the actor who played Michael Scott in The Office said he left the show because he felt like NBC didn't want him around. Who's that actor? Office. That's oh why I wrote gosh. that question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't watch The Office. All right, marking you wrong. Alice said John Krasinski, which was a good guess, but it's Steve Carell. You guys are still tied at two. And by the way, nonsense. NBC didn't want him around. He was The Office. Yeah. Next to Pam and Jim getting married. That was the second nail in the coffin. Blah 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 blah. All I right, have no uh, idea what you're talking number about. Number four. Everybody cares <laughs> except Kara. Number four. Oprah has sent her boyfriend slash life partner to the guest house because he wasn't taking social distancing seriously. How bougie to send your man to the guest house. Like, I get the sofa or the doghouse. Anyway, who's Oprah's man dude? Stedman. I can't imagine that it's the first time Stedman had ever been sent to the guest house. I'm sure it's luxurious. (laughs) Is he like Cher? What is his other name? Is Stedman his first name or his last name? I don't know. Everybody just knows him as Stedman. It's his last name. Yeah, Alice said that as well. You guys are tied at uh, three right now. Number five, Tim McGraw has been performing deep cuts from some of his albums on social media. Tim has starred in two football movies. Name them both. I know. Name them both. What? Both? I I don't know. Okay. We were looking for Blindside, which Alice got right. And then Alice said, yes, Ted? Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Alice said Philadelphia what? Nights. Ah. So if she would have said that, oh. she would have beat Kara. Oh, man. But as it turns out, we have a three to three tie, and all ties do go to the house because Kara puts up 100 bucks of her own money. Great game, Alice. Thank you. It was fun. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now, good morning, it's Tad, Drex, and Kara. We were talking about the fact that Oprah was saying that she kicked Stedman into the guest house, which is, let's be honest, probably just as nice as the regular house. Oh, probably sure. a giant Ritz-Carlton right. room, I bet. Yeah. It's nicer than any home any of us have yes. been in. So poor Stedman had to go off to the... His giant 30,000 square foot man cave because he wasn't practicing social distancing. Well, so take a listen. This is Oprah telling the story about how she kicked Stedman out of the house. But you're going to hear something in this clip and you're immediately going to go, nope, BS, something's going on. Something else is going on. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Stedman is at the guest house because (laughs) Stedman did not arrive from Chicago until Thursday. So Stedman's like, what's the procedure for coming home? The procedure is, <laughs> you ain't coming in sleeping in my bed. Social distancing doesn't mean you're going to go sleep in the bed with the person <laughs> when you have just got off American Airlines. We cannot play those games. Did you hear it? Did did you hear anything in there that immediately calls BS? Well, hang on a second, because you usually think that you're hearing things, but you're not hearing things. That's true. Right. So let's see. What do you think? Right here when Oprah says this. When you have just got off American Airlines. You mean to tell me that Stedman, (laughs) Oprah's longtime partner of 30 years, flies commercial? commercial? Hell no. 
Absolutely not. There's so many holes in this story. There's no way. Stedman doesn't fly on American Airlines. That's a that is adorable. <laughs> Oprah has <laughs> Oprah has probably has her own flight strip in the back of her house. Her, you know what? I'm actually for once going right? to agree with Drex. There's no, there's no way Stedman is flying commercial. <laughs> Thanks for pointing, yeah. especially during coronavirus. Exactly. I mean, fuel up the jet. Let's go. Pick a jet. Come on. I got ten of them. <laughs> Come on. Very good. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. I don't know if you guys heard about Brett Thoman, who we've talked to on our show. Uh, he's in Italy right now, but he's from Peachtree City, and he's been in Italy, and we've been talking to him all along um, since this started because they're about 10 to 14 days ahead of us, so we kind of get a glimpse into mm-hmm. our future and where they're at. So the other morning, I wake up, and the first video I see is a video of him on a plane. What? Listen to this. Oh, gosh. Uh, boy, last night I just really freaked out. Uh, I couldn't take it anymore. Woke up in the middle of the night and I said, Katya, uh, I got to leave Italy. I can't stay in Italy with this lockdown, this quarantine. So uh, I packed a suitcase. Uh, I got her passports. Katya said she was coming. We drove to the airport, and uh, you know she bought tickets on the way down there. And so we just taken off from Rome right now. We're on a flight on Delta to New York, and then we're going to try and get down to Atlanta somehow. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't even know where we're going to stay. Oh God, I don't know if I made the right decision. I was watching this video, and I was thinking, like, how is he getting to New York? How is this even possible for him to be able to do this? And what were you doing, Brett? Okay, so uh, just a few seconds after that, I pulled my GoPro camera away from a laptop where I had a YouTube video that I found online of some guy who flew from Rome to Kennedy and f- filmed the whole thing. So I had a uh, an Ajax uh, Clorox bottle, and I positioned my camera just through the handle where you put your fingers through. So it looked like kind of like an airplane window up oh close. This was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what happens. Some of your friends didn't watch the whole video. Yeah, so some people said, well, you know, uh, I don't blame you. I mean, it's pretty rough there in Italy, and, you know, it'll get better and stuff like that. And I said, well, you got to watch it till the end (laughs) because, you know, it's fun. And so I got some laughs out of it. Is there any reality to what you did? Like, can you even drive to the Rome airport and get on a Delta flight to JFK? I mean, is that even logistically possible right this moment? Okay, well, obviously that's on my mind. And um, apparently Alitalia has a flight from... Rome to Kennedy. So if I could find a flight, I think I could get home. Now, I don't know what's happening once you get into customs. I mean, you hear about quarantine, especially coming from a a hot country like Italy, if they would do extra precautions or even let me come in. I don't know. Are you at the point right now? Because the reason why we love talking to you is because you're from Atlanta. You're living in Italy. I don't know if it's still 10 to 14 days ahead of us in terms of you know, the lockdowns and kind of the response to all of this. So we've been about a week. You've been about over two weeks. I mean, how are things, uh, how have things changed? Is it starting to wear on you? Well, I'll tell you what's wearing on me is when they started this lockdown at the beginning, it wasn't that severe. With each additional decree, you just keep saying, well, it can't get any worse, can't get any worse. Just a couple of days ago, we were allowed to exercise. You could go out and go jogging. They've taken that away, and now we can only go within 200 meters of our house. 
Brett, knowing what you know at this point, when you think about what's happening over here in America, what would you say to officials here in America? If they start doing lockdowns, once you go in that direction, there's really no turning back. And there's no way a lockdown works unless you get to the point that we're at now where you just can't go out of your house. Okay, because what this what that lockdown does is there's about a 14 day incubation period. So if you're in your house, you're not out and about infecting other people. And if you're if you are out and about where there's no restrictions whatsoever, this thing is so contagious. One person would infect three people. Those three people would infect another three. That would be nine, then 81. So the only way you can prevent that is put everybody in their house. But they have to be in their house without going out whatsoever. Yeah. So we're hearing from you what a lot of people are saying especially doctors and scientists, Dr. Del Rio, even Mm -hmm. the, uh, I think yesterday just said erase April, that that's what it will take. I don't know if that's what the government is going to do, but it sounds to me like that's what eventually ended up happening in Italy. Thank you very much. That was Brett Thoman. He's from Peachtree City. Pray for him. He's in Italy right now. They're on lockdown. They have been for a while. Um, And if you want to see the video of Brett and his little shenanigans with the <laughs> airplane and the uh, the bottle of bleach where he pretended that he was leaving Italy. I posted a video of that. Um, I kind of tell the story. Mm-hmm. It's on the B98.5 Facebook page and Instagram. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning and thanks for listening. My name is Tad. Hello, Drex. Good morning. And hello to you, Kara. Good morning. We've all been wondering, what does it feel like to have coronavirus? What are the symptoms like? What is the testing like? What is the journey like? So we have on the phone with us right now, Clay Bentley from Rome, Georgia. And Clay, you got through coronavirus. Oh, yes. And let me tell you something. Jesus got me through the coronavirus. <laughs> Take us through your story. Where do you think you picked it up? You know, I'm a Christian man. I love to serve the Lord. So I was singing in a choir and a church in Cartersville it's called Liberty Square. We had over 100 member choir singing on a Sunday morning, church packed. And when I left that church, I started feeling bad. And by the time I went to bed, I couldn't hardly breathe. Monday morning, I got up out of bed, I couldn't breathe. So I went up at an urgent care here in Rome, Georgia. They said, you don't need to be here. You need to go straight to the hospital. Your uh, oxygen level is nowhere near what it should be. It hit you that quickly, whereas you're with a group yeah, of people. Yeah, you know, everybody's worried about, have I got coronavirus? What I need to do? You know, I got a cold or I'm sneezing. I mean, it ain't like a common cold. It's like getting hit with a Mack truck. Mm. And we want to be careful to mention to our audience that this affects everybody differently. So what might have happened to you might not have happened to somebody else. But And so take us through what it feels like, like after you go to the urgent care, like how, how bad did it get? Okay, so I went to urgent care, and they told me I need to go to the hospital. I went to the hospital. Uh, you know, they said, you do have a touch of pneumonia, so we're just going to send you home. They sent me home Monday night, and I come home and laid in the bed for four days, and on Friday morning, I mean, I, I thought I was going to die because I, I wound up calling the hospital back, and I said, look, I feel like y'all sent me home to die. I mean, I'm laying here in the bed, and I can't even breathe at all. And, you know, I, what am I supposed to do with this? They said, come back to the hospital. So I went back up there, and they got the CDC involved. And they tested me, and they said, yep, he's got the coronavirus. 
What was that test like? I heard they stuck a they. It's like a a cotton swab through your nose, and I mean, is you know, it... you got a tip about forty miles long, and they shove it up your nose cavity. Ooh, they <laughs> touch yeah. your brain with that thing. <laughs> I mean, no, I haven't heard anybody say it's pleasant. I think get the tests, like get better tests. Let's do that first. Jeez. I wish they'd come out with something different. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So now, how do you feel? I mean, it was it was twelve days in the hospital. Bad. Now, where are you at? I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm walking free now. Here's what happened. I guess it was about six days into my hospitalization. You know, they tried everything. And the doctor came in on the sixth day, and he said, man, this ain't looking good. We've tried everything. You know, he said, you're in worse shape today than you was when you first came to the hospital. He said, your lungs are totally filled with fluid. And we're going to have to get that fluid out of your lungs. When he was telling me that, I heard the, uh, the Lord telling me at the same time, you ain't getting worse. You're getting better. And then about 3 o'clock in the morning, that very morning, I'm telling you, I couldn't breathe at all. And I felt like I had somebody, I had a man laying on top of my chest. The way that this man was like crushing me. It's like I couldn't even breathe. And that was, I'm, it was the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, he breathed in my lungs and blew in my lungs. Wow. And, and breath came into my lungs. And about 6.30, my doctor came in the room and checked me, tested me, whatever. He was getting ready to put me on a ventilator. And he said, I come in here yesterday and you're in worse shape than you've ever been. Your lungs are filled with fluid. And now you ain't got hardly any fluid in your lungs. Hmm. That's and he asked me, he said, are you a praying man? I said, yeah, I've been praying all night. He said, you're a blessed man. Cause he said, I found in my practice that people who pray, he said, that positive energy Usually, usually I've found that it, that positive energy causes your body to begin to heal itself. Clay, from the f- first day that you started feeling bad to the first day you started feeling good again, how many days do you say that was? Well, I told you that, that day I went to church was a Sunday, and then I stayed in the hospital 11 days, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 days. And how long are you going to be in the house now? Like, when do you get to go outside? I have to go to... The, the CDC is going to test me again on the 31st of March. They said they're going to call me and tell me where to go. It's like an undisclosed location. <laughs> Do you feel a little bit like a guinea pig? Because you were one of the first patients kind of here in Georgia, and now that you're you're healed, do you feel like, like that a little bit? Well, I kind of feel like I'm in prison. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I, I was quarantined in a room, in a 10 by 10 room the whole time I was at the hospital. And the only people I saw it was people coming in in the monkey suits. I couldn't even see their faces because they're all covered up. The, the suits, they were like Outbreak. Have you ever seen that movie? Like they were all full I don't head know, to but toe. Do you remember when that, you remember when the Ebola, Ebola thing came out and mm, they yeah. showed them people in Africa wearing all that stuff? That's what they had on. Well, so, Clay, we got to run, but God bless. We wanted to check in on you. Can we call you again sometime? Call me anytime. I'm ready to talk. All right, man. God bless and congratulations. <laughs> yeah, y'all have a good day. Kara, remind me if Drex is ever out, like takes a vacation day or something, to have Clay fill in for him. Oh, totally. Make a note on that. You know what you'd be doing a lot? Shh. <laughs> Shh. Clay. Shh. Come on, Clay. Talk more about the people <laughs> in the monkey suits. All the stuff you need to know to start your day. It's Info to Go on B98.5.
Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Good morning, 824. Sunshine, 72 for a high today. What's going on, Kara? We're expecting a pretty big vote later on today on a historic stimulus package to hopefully rescue the American economy. So late last night, the White House and the Senate reached a deal on a $2 trillion plan to combat the fallout of the coronavirus outbreak. So that will include direct payments to most of us. So as soon as next month, we could see checks in the mail. This will be based on your 2018 tax returns. So individuals who made $75,000 or less will get about $1,200. Married couples who made $150,000 or less, $2,400 and then $500 per child. But this also includes $300 billion for small businesses, $150 billion for local and state governments, and then $150 billion for the hospitals. So if you're a family and you made under $150,000 total last year and you have two kids, you could get a check for $3,400? Yeah, about that. would that. help with bills right around now? A lot. Do you know what the size of a pallet is? A pallet? Like, like, a, like your you know, standard the, wood? Right. Yeah, what is it, like a use? four by four maybe? Right. Yeah. And, and so a picture of a pallet, a cube of a pallet, okay? okay. Uh-huh. Picture $100 bills. Okay. Like wrapped. Okay. Okay. So the size of a pallet in all directions, a square of money, $100. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Ten of those is $1 trillion. Holy moly. So four by four by four. So it's like a 16 square foot of $100 bills. Ten of those. Right. Just That's back the truck. And, and, if they, um, my, I live on kind of a weird street, right? a weird hill, so but I'm not sure where they're going to back the truck up, but we'll work it out. You said that's $1 trillion. So, so then it'd be 20 right, of those 20 pounds. of those things. Oh. We're talking about an 18-wheeler full of money. Woo. <laughs> nice. I mean, I was excited about a Brinks truck. Let right. alone a tractor trailer. <laughs> so you've heard of the Waffle House Index, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like based on natural disasters. If they are code green, you are getting a full menu at the Waffle House. There are no problems in sight. Right. If they're on code yellow, they've got a limited menu because of whatever's happening. Maybe the power's out. Maybe the water's out. But they're still open and serving their customers. And then when it's code red... They're closed completely. They announced yesterday they're closing 365 locations across the country. So code red for those locations. But it's mostly in the hardest hit areas with the coronavirus. So over 1,600 locations are still remaining open, ready to take that to-go order. Does that take into account also, like, I mean, does the Waffle Index go deeper in terms of, all right, when Waffle House is closed, that means more babies are born or anything like that like waffle babies i don't know it's no. possible like what if if there's a code red then what then how many babies what's how many babies does that equal yeah right what's past red 80s 90s and now good morning i'm tad hey drex good morning and hey kara good morning travis and kenna grenier like many of us with events that we had planned for a long long time they had a wedding uh scheduled on saturday and that wasn't going to happen. And so we wanted to bring them on to hear about their story and what they ended up doing. Um, guys, first of all, congratulations. Yay. Oh, thank you. Is Travis there too, or is it just you? No, he's here. He actually just ran into his bathroom. I just woke him up too. So we're a little sleepy, so don't mind our sleeping voices. What do we talk to Travis about? What does he know about the wedding? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he just, yeah, he just he showed knows, up. He knows the date. Uh, <laughs> he knows what to wear. So when were y'all supposed to get married, do the whole thing with the church and the people and all that? Uh, March 21st, so Saturday. Okay. Same thing. Obviously, it wasn't going to happen. 
Right. I was curious, why didn't you just reschedule? The date is really important to us. Um, we actually met March 21st, 2015. So Saturday was actually five years to the day that we met. Travis and I are really bad at remembering dates. So <laughs> You're both bad at remembering dates. You're like the same person. Oh, it's so beautiful. Who, uh, whose fault was it that this took five years? <laughs> <laughs> Travis? Ah, I'm Beth here. <laughs> so if it was Travis's fault, like, dude, what are you waiting around for? We both pretty much agreed at the beginning of our relationship. We wanted to make sure we were the one for each other because we want to be together forever. So We're talking to Travis and Kenna Grenier from Lawrenceville. They had a wedding planned on Saturday. 220 people were invited, but they ended up doing it all alone at their house. So when did you decide to just pull the trigger and cancel everything and go ahead and do it on your back porch? Uh, about the night before. Oh, <laughs> really? That fast? Yeah. We had 220 people originally coming. Oh, my Lord. Um, I think it was that Monday prior that the CDC said 50 people. We were like, you know what? No one's coming. This is getting crazy. You know what would have been really cool is if you still had the wedding, you got the biggest field, and you had everybody stand six feet apart from each other. <laughs> well, yeah, so we were going to have it at my dad's house, and he actually does have a huge field. Um, but I just didn't want to have that awkwardness. You know, I was afraid people were going to come, but still be really weird and standoffish, and nobody wanted to dance, because, well, you know, when you dance, you get close to wedding. people. and. Well, and you don't want to be the couple that, you know, gave Aunt Gertrude the coronavirus at the wedding. You know, like that's the last thing you want. But could you imagine, Drex, I mean, a wedding where no dancing is? I mean, for me, that would be a dream. No dancing allowed. (laughs) That's the number one thing. Like, get out here. When I DJ weddings, I always tell the brides, I'm like, hey, tell your bridesmaids for the first 20 or 30 minutes they need to be around the dance floor dancing. That means more people will start right. to yeah. dance too. But if everyone splits, well, no one's going to dance. Right. So. right. Here's how I know that you guys are going to be great. First of all, you did this. It was just the two of you. Second of all, you both are the same person knowing that you can't remember anything. <laughs> and thirdly, you guys have been stuck together 24 hours a day. For how many weeks right now? It is the ultimate test of a relationship, and you passed it. You still wanted to get married after that. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. We have like a government-mandated two-week honeymoon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know. At your house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Travis, you do have a honeymoon planned, right? This is it. Oh, this is <laughs> it. oh my gosh. <laughs> Travis is like, I won the lottery wow. right here with this. <laughs> Hey, honey, guess where we're going on our honeymoon? We're going to Lawrenceville. Yeah, take out at Applebee's. <laughs> Congratulations, you two. We love your story. Have a great time on your little honeymoon. Thank you so much, Dad. That uh, discussion was about 90% super romantic, and then we decided to ask Travis a question. Thanks for listening to the Tad and Drex Show podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and listen live weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5.